You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 84 of the Fearless Business Podcast. This is Jamie and I'm here with my co-host Mary. And today we are talking all about Instagram. Mary's dun, dun, favorite. Dun. Yeah, we, <laughs> I was gonna say, we need somber music. So Don, please do that. And this is not my favorite topic. We have an amazing guest on today, Shante Cofield, otherwise known as the Movement Maestro. One of my probably favorite people ever that I've met through um, hashtag legal and business and whatnot. And I'm very excited to bring her to you guys. But before we get to go into the interview, um, I feel like we need to explore Mary's hatred of Instagram. (laughs) You're setting me up. This is an intervention. (laughs) (laughs) I love Instagram. Yeah. I I mean... It seems like it could be fun. I just never really, yeah, I just never really got into it. I I know it's not a waste of time, so I, I don't want to say that, but I feel sometimes like, yeah, it's not the best use of my time. I feel like Mary needs a couch and we need to set up some, <laughs> can we insert some therapy music, whatever? Yeah. I'm not even sure what that is. What does that sound but like? But let's, let's explore this further, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> You just like people. You like hanging with people, talking with people. Yeah, the the in person. I you know what it is. I feel like the, this is my these are my excuses coming out. So, um, <laughs> I yeah, I feel like it's a lot of bots, right? And I just yeah, it just seems it just seems like very impersonal to me. It can feel frustrating. I I definitely I love it on a personal level. I, I have so much fun with Instagram on my personal account, which is private. And, you know, I don't, because I do post a lot about my kids. Yeah. You're great with stories and stuff on that too. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. Hashtag legal. I've definitely had a bit of a, a love hate relationship with it. But once I found the right social media person, which is a huge shout out to my social and marketing manager, Laura, who's a goddess. Uh, she's fantastic. Uh, yeah, she's she's on, every time I see one of your posts, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so good. So good. She's so great. And she definitely, you know, we sat down and I gave it a like kind of a good 
this is what I want it to look like. This is what I, this is our brand. And she just took it and ran with it. And she does such a good job with it. I am guilty of not doing enough stories on the hashtag legal. I need to do more of that. I definitely do it when I'm traveling, but not, yeah, not it's like harder in my day to day. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I struggle with it because hashtag legal is not just me, but then you just have me all over it. Right. You can have others add stories too. I just, uh, yeah, I staff, don't know. Their heads would explode. That's, <laughs> no. I have a staff of introverts. I really, it's <laughs> it's hilarious when I say it out loud. Like all of them are like, I don't know. I made them do profiles. Like we did team profiles. Oh yeah, I liked your people loved. Yeah, yeah, they all were so like, do we have to do that? I was like, yes, <laughs> you're really important. I did finally put I put an intro on the Transitions Collective. I did a Friday introduction for the first time. I I was really proud of myself, so thank you for bring for being proud with me. Yeah, it was I I don't know. I just it's something that I just never really got in the rhythm with, and maybe Shantae is going to help me with that. <laughs> because... That's what I'm saying. So you're gonna listen to this very carefully. She is uh, you. You will when she talks. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna do whatever you say. Like she's going to persuade you. I'm sure of it. We need to get you into one of her masterminds. <laughs> oh my God. She's surrounded good. by Instagram all the time. That doesn't, that does not sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love it. I just, I'm afraid I'd do something like crazy on my, on the business one. I just save, save all the crazy for the, for the home, the personal one. Yeah. I go in, I go in spurts. Like sometimes I'll be really good with it for like a couple days or like when I was doing for brief transitions behind the scenes for the show, photo shoot, that was fine, you know, but then. But then I forget, you know, and then I come back and you're not, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be pretty continuous with it. So that is one thing I think we're going to hear a lot of is consistency is key. Uh, I know. <laughs> I could just hear like the hear dust. the dread. Maybe, <laughs> you're maybe like, we need uh... the dreadful music a few times in this one. No, don't do that. Don't do that, Don. Please. <laughs> Do it. He should be like, why don't I just play the dreadful music throughout the whole intro? (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. He's going to have too much fun. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So now that we've set it up for how much I love Instagram and how much Mary doesn't, on the end of this episode, Mary's going to talk all about how much she now loves Instagram because of Shantae. I don't know. I can't promise anything. Let's see. Okay. We're going to go on to the interview, but before we do that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Shantae. Dr. C. Shantae Cofield, aka the Movement Maestro, is a former Division I athlete who graduated from Georgetown University and then continued her educational pursuits at New York University, graduating with a doctorate in physical therapy and later becoming both a certified strength and conditioning specialist and orthopedic clinical specialist. Shantae is the creator of The Movement Maestro, a social media-based company that provides both online and in-person education for movement professionals. Since starting The Movement Maestro, Shantae has amassed a social media following of over 46,000 people, leading to international speaking opportunities, including Dubai, New Zealand, and Australia. In April of 2018, Shantae launched a podcast, Maestro on the Mic, which has been downloaded over 230,000 times to date. Shantae also provides business coaching to movement professionals with a focus on brand strategy and development and the ever-growing digital marketplace. Shantae is a proud instructor for Rock Tape, drives a hypergreen Jeep Wrangler named Peggy, and wishes to leave you with this message. Be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. 
So today is extra special. I'm not gonna lie. I am stupid excited about the guest I have today. And we are here today with Shante Cofield, who, as I said in the intro, and I'm literally gonna say it again, is like one of the best, most favorite people that I have met over the course of like my working life at Hashtag Legal. So welcome to the show. Jamie, truly, truly honored, beyond honored to be on here, pumped to be on here. And when you asked me, I was like, heck yeah, whatever time, let me know it is done. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you. I totally made you uh, do it at a time you didn't want to do it. (laughs) I was like, it's fine. We're going to do it. Like, that's fine. I will come inside and come home and it's fine because it's for you. You're the best. So tell our audience all about you. Uh, So uh, first off, guys, thanks for tuning in and and listening in. Uh, But I am a physical therapist by trade. I graduated from NYU uh, in 2010 and was very quickly disenchanted by the profession and what I was seeing and was like felt kind of hoodwinked. I was like, I just signed up for this and probably would have left the profession if I didn't have so much debt. And was kind of like, I need to prove to myself that I didn't make a huge mistake. So I went and talked to some of my advisors. And long story short, I found social media and I found CrossFit and social media and realized that I could potentially do more or do something different than what I I had seen out there. Uh, And social media was really the big gateway for me. I started following this man, uh, Perry Nicholson, he's a, he's a Cairo, and I took a rock tape class for him, but found out about it through social media and never looked back. It was the first time in my life I was like, hey, I'm going to ask for something. And I I asked him how to become an instructor, and he put me in touch with the right people, and literally it was just like a rocket ship from there, like doubling down on teaching, doubling down on social media. Um, and you know, as it stands right now, I really don't treat anymore. I coach, I teach, I travel, I do a bunch of, um, what, what should I call it? Uh, content, uh, in, in multiple, uh, different kind of platforms with, with your guidance, of course. <laughs> and, uh, at the last minute, Jamie, I need a cut track. <laughs> um, but now I really can say that I'm living my, my best life and I owe so much of it to social media. You have the story that everybody wants to be able to say they have. They really do, right? Like they start, you start something and you, you've ended up with that, but it, you worked so hard for it. And so long. I actually had an assignment. Uh, yeah, so long. It doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. I had an assignment. So I'm speaking at this physical therapy conference in like November and uh, I'm speaking to other people and one of the guys is, is going to kind of lead it. And he was like, I'd love to have your timeline so we can run it as kind of a, this is how, uh, kind of like a, how we built this, um, kind of show. And I, so I sat down and I started typing this out and I was like, Whoa, this has been a lot of stuff. And I always say that to people, it takes time. You know, I, I have been on Instagram now for just about five years. I did my first post on September 24th, 2014, and it doesn't happen overnight, but when you're truly working on things that you're passionate about or that excite you, it it does happen quickly, but it's not fast. Oh, I I say that I constantly, and I love I love that you teach that because it's important. But I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about Instagram. You create content in a lot of places. You have a podcast that I've been a guest on, Maestro on the Mic. It's an 
awesome podcast. Um, and I love listening to it. And I'm not a physical therapist or in that profession, but I get so much from it and from your guests as well. You have that, but you also use Instagram probably one of the best I've seen. And so I really wanted our audience to hear about one, I'd like to start with why Instagram? What attracted you to that platform? I thought it would be friendlier. So I, when I first started, I came up with the name, The Movement Mechanic. And I started a a Facebook page. That was actually my first foray into social media. And I did this because I had just been asked to be the in-house physical therapist at my CrossFit box. And I had seen people like Kelly Starrett and Waddock putting content out on social media. And I was like, I think I could do this, but I'm not sure. So let me just try. And I created a Facebook page first and I didn't do my homework like you would have told me to make sure that it wasn't trademarked because I started as the movement mechanic. And then I was like, let me search this. And then I was like, it is trademarked. (laughs) Right. (laughs) so I switched to the movement maestro so you guys listening you can absolutely change your handles and your names and things like that I switched I did it early on um, and that wasn't taken and I didn't love the name maestro because I was like nobody could smell smell this but I'm gonna take it anyway Uh, and I just started with with a Facebook page but I was convinced that people were nicer on Instagram like I just I never really liked Facebook I mean we all got it in college but it was just like it was always just not the same. It wasn't very fun. People always like get very opinionated on it. I saw Kelly Starrett and Waduck doing a lot of stuff on social media, excuse me, on Instagram. And I was like, I'm going to go to that platform. Uh, and I just ended up liking it a lot more. It was a bit easier. I was putting content out in both places. It just resonated with me a lot more. And, and so I stuck with it. Do you think people are actually nicer on Instagram? Yes, absolutely. I think people are a lot nicer. And I think that the algorithm kind of protects you a little bit, meaning like I'm not going to have some like random, super random person with like completely opposite views than me see my stuff. It just it's just the way that Instagram works, right? It puts things in front of you that you tend to like or you tend to interact with. The person's going to have to like actively try to find my stuff to, to see it. So I think you're a little bit more insulated. And I don't know if it's because of the way the platform is set up or what, but unhappiness begets more unhappiness and people love to to moan and complain about things and I think it's easier on Facebook I don't know if it's because you can see it just like aesthetically it's different and maybe you have to try a bit harder to see that on Instagram but I definitely think it's a nicer friendlier platform I've never heard it put that way but I my instinct is yeah you're right I love Instagram I do not like Facebook Uh, nobody likes it so unhappy the the best part about Facebook are the Facebook groups you know allows you to keep everyone in one place but it's just like inherently so opinionated and so political and I don't I don't know if it's because of who has access to it I really don't know why it is but Facebook just inherently to me is a much unhappier place so I kind of stay away from there I'm I'm with you on I I am I continue on Facebook begrudgingly because I feel like I have to yeah I just have something there but you know you guys listening if you're if you're thinking of starting some sort of social media whatever you don't have to be on every single platform like pick one and really double down but figure out where your people are at. If your people are on Facebook, then that may be where you need to be. Like it's just so happened that my people are on Instagram. So it really fit really nicely. But maybe your people are like on Pinterest. And if that's where they're at, you go there and do the thing. 
I was just talking to a, a client of mine who um, she runs a jewelry making business and her, her client is of a cer- certain demographic. She's like, they're on Facebook. She goes, as much as I want them on Instagram, <laughs> they are on Facebook so that I am on Facebook. So yeah, that is really important knowing who you're trying to talk to and where they are. So you've been on Instagram now you're going on five years, or four years, five years, five years, five years. Yeah, happy anniversary, I'll send you a note in about a week. How has it changed platform wise and, and how you use it and how you view it? I just asked you four questions. And I, I will answer all of them. Go for it. My lawyer <laughs> so training think- just said, don't ask <laughs> compound questions. <laughs> They're all basically the same. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. So the biggest thing I think that's changed is the addition of stories. I think stories are phenomenal and are quite possibly the best part of the platform. In order to have the coveted swipe up on stories, meaning if Instagram wants to keep you on Instagram, but they will allow a single link in your bio. Or if you have swipe up capacity capabilities within stories, people can swipe up directly from that story and be taken outside of the platform to whatever you're linking them to, which is pretty amazing. Once you get 10,000 followers, you have that ability. Now, when I first started, I felt like, so when I, back in my day, (laughs) when I started Instagram, that didn't exist. And so I hit 10,000 followers about two years after I started Instagram. And so stories weren't even a thing yet. So it wasn't like a big celebration, like the same way it is now because you gain this feature. But having that feature really does allow you to monetize this platform or really allow you to use it for business purposes. Instagram, for those of you who don't remember, it started out as a way to add a filter to your pictures. That's all. It wasn't designed for anything like it is now. It was literally like upload a picture and like put a cool filter over the top of it and there's your post. Like that was it. Everything has changed. When I started, there were only 15 second long videos. Now we have, you know, Instagram TV, which you can have up to 60 minutes. Like this, the the capacity of the platform has changed. But I think the biggest thing, singular thing is the addition of stories, which allows you to really use this from a business perspective. It used to be just for pictures. And now we have brands out there. We have influencers, which means that you can run a business through this. You can market through this. You can connect with people through this. It's not just about showing your artwork or showing your your pictures. So how do you use Instagram in your business? So I use Instagram the same way that I started, which was to connect with people. And I encourage everyone that's on there and everyone that's like wants to use it for business purposes, understand that sales don't happen on Instagram. Say, you know, an Instagram post is very similar to a storefront, right? You don't sell something there. It's just, it just gets people in the door. And then you have to connect with these people, build these relationships, and then you can have, you know, the exchange of, of money or whatever. And so I use social media to connect with people. I use it to say what I have to say, show what I'm thinking, uh, use stories to show my like, insight into my life and who I am. But the whole entire goal that I have with using Instagram is connecting with other people, right? Because when we talk about running a business, if you go and read any of those books, they're going to be like, you have to know people have to know, like, and trust you. They have to know, like, and trust you. Know, like, and trust you. And that is what you can use Instagram for. Let people know you, get to like you, and then trust, which is the hardest one. And this is why it takes so long to monetize it is because trust doesn't happen overnight. You have to keep showing up and show up consistently and provide value. And then suddenly people are like, dude, like I've known you for three years. Yeah, they, I trust you. You have delivered. You've responded to all my 
questions, my comments, my DMs. You post stuff, you give stuff away for free. Obviously, you're giving away content for free. Uh, and so that's how I use the platform. That's so why I started using it. And that's how I still use it. And it has yet to let me down. So the the question I always have, particularly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this personal, make this about me, right? So my business is not just me. And so my struggle, and I'm sure there's lots of people listening out there who may not necessarily just be a personality or their own brand, but my brand is partially me, but also hashtag legal because not, not everybody who walks through the door at hashtag legal is going to get to talk to me. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> exactly. I struggle with that balance of not making it too much about me because I fully agree with you. Know you like you trust you. That's particularly in the legal field. So few and far between that that's incredibly important in my business. But I also know that sometimes people are like, but I want you to do the work. And I'm like, I can't. So how do you how do you kind of straddle that line? And how can I effectively use I think one of the reasons hashtag legal besides the fact that it's legal information, which people struggle with, is because it's not as much about me as it is the business and people struggle with that, I think a little bit. Yeah, so I am fortunate enough to get to do some of the social media stuff, some of the Instagram stuff for Rock Tape. And Rock Tape is a company that uh, puts out uh, tape, tools, uh, things to help with movement, mobility tools, things like that. And we also provide courses. If you guys have seen the Olympics, you see all that colorful tape that people have on that's called kinesiology tape. Rock Tape is a company that, that makes that. So I get to run and do some of their their social media stuff. And it is a different voice that you have to put on. And so when you are creating an account, it's like you have to understand or you have to know, is this a personal account? Even though all of them should be business accounts, you guys listening, every if you're starting something on Instagram, it should be a business account. Um, but you have to ask, is this a personal brand or is this like a, a business? So if there's multiple people, then I really strongly discourage the person who's doing the content to show their face a lot. But I want them to show everyone's face a lot and to still really make it personal. I think that we're in a time when there's just we have access to so much. People are comforted by feeling like, oh, I can talk to a human. Because how annoying is it? You call like a bank and you're like, I just want to talk to the person <laughs> and you get all this other nonsense. And so I think when we're running an account like that, it is really important to deliver the messages, but still from a personal place. So instead of saying I, I you just replace all of them with we. So I'll write the content very similar that to, as to how I would do it for my own account, but I put the we spin on it. Like, this is a team. This is our team. This is our team. And then it's really nice to highlight each of those team members. And you can do, if you, depending on how big the team is, how interesting they are in doing it, you can do takeovers. So that's the beautiful thing about stories. Once again, is that stories allows you to have two platforms, essentially, where you can have your main feed, which is like very much on brand, like whatever it is that you're selling, promoting, teaching about, whatever. And then stories is like a whole other thing. And you could have each of your members take over the stories for a day. And so that people get to see these are the other people, but part of this company they get to work with, they, that they'll get to interact with. But I totally agree with you. The main feed needs to have everyone's face on it, needs to be saying we, 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 and highlighting everyone. Otherwise, people are just going to want to see you. And that actually becomes really super problematic. Yeah, it doesn't help you to grow. 
No, um, you're stuck. Yeah, exactly. So I've been trying to sort of straddle that line, particularly because I'm the person who does all the traveling, who most people, I'm sort of the entrance into the company, despite the fact that without my amazing team, there would be no hashtag legal. It would just be me crying in the corner. <laughs> so <laughs> we, try to, we try to do that and we're trying to do more of it. Um, I also have a team of introverts. So getting them on my stories, that's a bit of a challenge as well. They're like, no, we did profiles on each of them. And <laughs> that was uh yes I, I think it's actually I like that you brought that up I think that one of the reasons that I do like social media um especially you know Instagram is because I am introverted so I can put on a show and be extroverted for you know my my I call them performances but when I'm giving my talks and such I can put it on but like I'm gonna recharge and, and feel my best being alone social media Instagram allows for this barrier and you're in total control of it where you set the hours you set when you respond, you set the expectations and then you just deliver on that. And I think that people can get overwhelmed, but they also need to realize that they are in control of setting these boundaries and, and being like, yeah, I respond whatever once a day, or it takes me a day to get back or whatever. I respond at some point and really being in charge of the interaction where I feel less in, less in charge, less in control when you're like face to face with people or like in a, in a crowd, like you can't like turn just turn it off when you're in that crowd right you're like eh. but you're on instagram you're like you know what i need a minute like you won't turn your phone on so it's cool i like that so a common question i think i hear also is all right instagram is torturing us in helping us grow our accounts so what type of advice do you give to someone who's sort of plateaued stuck isn't able to get past the certain number of followers that they have they're just kind of hovering in that one space so a few things. I'm always going to start with asking a question. And my question to everyone is why? Why do you want more followers? What are you trying to do on this platform? Like we get so skewed. Our perception is so skewed because the numbers that we see now are crazy. Like people have a million followers or like 500,000 followers. And then you're just like, what? Like that's like stupid big. Like what the heck are you doing all those people? You're not even talking to all those people. It's impossible. Whereas we lose the value of a single follower. Like suddenly followers have become pennies. Like we're like, we don't care about that. I want quarters and dollars and hundred dollar bills. Like, I don't want that penny. And then you know, take a step back and be like, that each follower is actually a human who took the time to be like, I am going to follow this person. They pushed a button. They took the first action, you know, that on the road to actually like purchasing something for you from you, if that's where your, your mind goes towards kind of monetizing this. So first I ask people, why do you feel you need more people? Why do you want more people? Why are you on Instagram? Right? People need to get really clear on that. And then from there, we can talk about the value of a single follow follower and getting, uh, excuse me, creating super fans. Right? I think that people should spend more time on really developing and solidifying the relationships that they currently have as opposed to just trying to get more people. Because if it's a matter of like monetizing this platform also, if you can't sell to the like 50 followers you have now, what makes you think you could sell to 50,000? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like you need to get really clear and really good at connecting with these people. And it is nicer to have a smaller uh, following. I get it. People are like, but the number's small. Have you ever spoken, you know, you have, but have you guys listening ever spoken to a room of 500 people or 300 people or 75 people? Like that's a lot. 
So I get it when you post, it doesn't go to every single one of your followers, but it's still more than probably most of you are used to speaking to. So one, go deep with the people you currently have, slide into DMs, message them, really connect with these people. And then that is also how you're going to grow. So the best way to increase your numbers is, or the fastest way I should say probably, is going to be to get reposted by someone else, preferably someone who has a large following. And the only way you're going to get reposted by someone else is if they like you. If you've had that relationship and they see like, hey, this person's putting out great stuff and I want to share this with my people. The way that you establish those relationships or create those relationships is in the DMs and actually talking to people. I mean, that's really, Jamie and I have grown a, a really great friendship through the DMs. And that's what's going to you know, get me to ask her to be on the podcast or to promote her stuff and promoting what she does on my channel to my people. It's going to be through that relationship. So the best way, but it's also one of the slowest ways to grow your following is to get in the DMs, to create friendships with people, message people, right? This shouldn't just be broadcasting, right? We're looking to develop relationships. And uh, the analogy that I use is, you know, playing a game of catch, not a game of butts up. And you have two sons. So I'm thinking, you know, the game, butts up. <laughs> you like go and peg people with the ball. Like that's not what we should be doing. We're looking to have conversations and nice game of catch with people. So that is going to be your best way. Uh, yes. Use hashtags also. That's how you get discovered. But anytime that my account has grown significantly, it's been because I've gotten reposted by uh, other accounts. That's the greatest analogy anyone's ever had on this podcast. And I think I need to shut it down. Like we're done now. That's it. <laughs> No one can do better than that. <laughs> I love that. My entire, like the drum that I beat with everyone, and I'm not a social media professional by any stretch. I just work with a lot of them. But every piece of business advice that I give to people is the relationship. It is all about the relationship. And it's exactly right. Like you and I have actually met each other twice in person, but we know each other so well. And that is because of that ongoing relationship that we have. And so truly also it goes the other way. I really want to promote what you're doing. I talk about you. I mentioned you to people. I want to introduce you to people. If I think there's something good that's going on that might benefit you, I want to do that because I know you and because I believe in what you're doing. And I think that that's true of all relationships. I think people lose sight of that when there's a phone or just an image or you know, you don't realize that you are talking about actual humans. Right? Actual persons on the other side of that, which is why I think stories has been the biggest change to the platform because it reminds you that it's a human. And that's what like, yes, yeah, stories introduced the reality TV side of things to this platform. That's why people really get addicted to it, right? So I read a, stu what was a study, what the heck was I that I heard about this? The, per the question was like, how do you get a rat addicted to pushing a button, I think was the was the was the question. And basically it was that you reward the behavior intermittently, right? Because you don't know what's gonna happen. So the rat will keep pushing it. Cause like I don't know, they gave him like, I don't know, the cat the rat got like sugar water, something like that. So the rat pushes a button and sometimes nothing happens, but sometimes something does happen. And that's how people get addicted. It's the same thing with gambling. Like you keep pulling that freaking thing because you're like, maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the time. And every now and then you get rewarded. And so you keep, you have this feedback loop. That's essentially what happens with Instagram stories is that because there is an era of reality TV kind of introduced where you're like, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? Probably nothing, but every now and then something cool does happen. And so you're like, I watch your stories and I'm like, are the kids going to fight today? <laughs> oh, no, they're okay. But sometimes like, oh, and there he's crying <laughs> <laughs> every now and then. 
And so it, it introduced this this different nature to the platform, uh, which really allows us to connect with humans and then also get addicted to it because sometimes because humans are, you know, relatively somewhat spontaneous and so it's like yeah do the same thing same thing same thing and suddenly you're like oh that was different i'm gonna keep watching <laughs> it's true i love that puts it so perfectly and um yeah they're mostly fighting though for anybody who does not <laughs> who's not following me personally because i actually have two accounts one's personal where i mostly post about my insane kids and then hashtag legal where i spare all of the people <laughs> what happens in my house with my children but they're almost always fighting it's we're <laughs> doing something horrible to each other <laughs> or my house but it's funny <laughs> i enjoy it yes exactly I enjoy it it makes me it makes you real yes yeah. exactly so i know you also run masterminds which actually is what gave me the idea to chat with you and have you come on to talk about instagram and your masterminds are really focused on helping other professionals building their um instagram what is the what are the most common questions that you get from the people who are in your mastermind? Uh, I have people that are in major different phases um, with things. And actually the first official mastermind is going to happen next year. The, what I've been doing so far is a lot more individual coaching and then um, like intensive. So it hasn't been a full fledged mastermind yet, but I like to think that it's like the precursor. Um, but the questions are, are also similar in that most people just want to know that it's going to be okay. They don't realize that this is what they're asking, but for the most part, they like want to know that like they're not going to die or like something, some terrible idea because most people have planned it out. They just need a little bit of someone to be like, yeah, it's okay. Like maybe I've done that thing. Um, most people aren't early adopters, right? So they want to see like, oh, that's so, someone else has done it. Okay. So like, this is not so scary. Um, so within my field, pretty much every question relates back to that in some way, shape or form. Um, and I think that when I speaking to my other medical professionals, so like my other PTs and chiros, that's all the main reason I brought you on this, this podcast actually is because it's the legal stuff that gets us. I think that for some reason, like personal trainers, they're like, we're fine. Like no, they don't get sued. Like they're okay. Like when you go to PT school, they make you think that like every patient's trying to sue you. And so you're like just terrified to do anything. And they're like, what's the legality behind this? So I think that's like probably the biggest thing, which is amazing that people listening to this, they already know you. Um, so that takes a big, a big burden off of, of things. Um, and I think other questions, I'm gonna kind of lump them together. So many questions that people have and that you guys listening probably have can be answered or taken off the table by just starting. People have a lot of questions because they haven't done anything yet. And so they're worried, like, how do I do taxes? What do I do about bank accounts? And I'm like, you need to make money first. So don't worry about it. Like you're, you've made no money. Like what this, you're making up these problems. So you don't have to do the thing. Um, so most of the things I tell people is just getting them started and trying to get them through the, the least difficult step. Like, what's the easiest thing to do first? And I get them squared away with that. Yes, people will have questions about pricing and things like that. Because like I said, they're all in different phases. But for the most part, I really do love working with beginners, which means they have like nothing. And so they will have a million questions. And I'm like, did you try it? Like, yeah, you have a gazillion questions about Instagram, but you don't even have an Instagram account. So like start an Instagram account first and then see where your questions are. Uh, I, one book that I recommend to everyone is The War of Art. Not the art of war, uh, <laughs> the war of art, Stephen Pressfield. And it just talks about the resistance and how we come up with a million things to keep us from doing the thing. Because it's easy to complain. It's easy to like write lists. It's easy to think of reasons why not to do this, even if they're rational. It's easy to do that. It's really hard to do the thing. It's hard to create. At the end of the day, the best thing we can do, the thing we need to do the most is just sit down and start. 
And then from there, you can go and, and get coaching and, and get more guidance. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's fear. It's it all boils down to anytime anybody's stuck nine times out of 10, they're just afraid of something. A lot of it's fear of failure, fear of looking dumb, fear of doing it wrong, whatever that even means, because there is no wrong. <laughs> um, all of those things, whether it's fear of talking to a lawyer, fear of calling an accountant, <laughs> all of that. Yeah, you just have to do I like that. It just failing's cool. It's okay. <laughs> totally fine. Like, start and then you know i i really struggle because i don't like seeing people i my my one of my mantras is don't pay for an answer until you actually have a problem right don't pay for solutions to problems you don't have like people buy these things and they're like I'm like everybody's going to use that thing like go and start doing the thing and then pay for the solution uh, you know kind of on a tangent from that if you know that you hate something, you're really scared of something, like then pay someone else to do it. You figure out a way to do that. Like for me, it was like setting up an LLC and for and trademarking. And I was like, this is terrifying and horrendous. And that's the business advice I give to people. I'm like, don't go puzzle that stuff out yourself. Just pay someone. Like figure out a way to, to get the money to pay someone so that you know it's done right. If you're like really that person that you're like, oh, I can do it all myself. All right, fine. But like 99% of the people I talk to are so scared by this and so like what I'll put off by it and it stops them. And I'm like, this is the resistance. Figure out a way to get some money and pay someone to do it for you and then move forward. You have no excuse then. And that's, you know, I met, I saw Jamie speak at a podcast movement and I was like, there it is. And I have no excuse now. I would just give this person my money to fix this problem that clearly I'm not doing anything about. So I need to let, you know, not let it keep me back. I, I do the same thing in my business. I am deathly afraid of the back end of my site. Like it terrifies me. I have a tech person. I, 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 the thought of even logging in, it just, I don't, I only know the login begrudgingly because I need to, it, it terrifies me. It just, I hate it so much. And I like technology. I just, I hate WordPress. Like, I no, except WordPress is the worst. That's what I have now too. And it kills my soul. Oh, and I'm like, yes. God, it's so bad. So I it's found so somebody bad. who I trust who can do it for me. And that took a really long time, but I just ignored it for a while and you cannot do that. Yes. I love that is excellent advice. Thank you so much. You've given such I love it. I like how you break stuff down. I mean, I'm your biggest fan. We all know that. Tell everyone where they can find you. Easiest place to find me would be or is I guess I should say Instagram. So my handle there is the movement maestro maestro is M A E S T R O. That's one of the reasons I didn't want that handle, but it's stuck. So uh, the movement maestro from there, you can find, you know, you can get my website and everything. But if you're not a social media person, then you can go right to my website, which is themovementmaestro.com, continuous branding or consistent branding. Um, and you can get everything from there. Actually, you just, just redesigned the home page. So it looks more like a landing page. So you only have like three options. You can find out about my courses, you can find out about my coaching, or you listen to the podcast. And there's a button up top to contact me. So it's not like a million things when you first get there. Very simple. Um, so the movement maestro.com or the movement maestro on the Instagram. I'm going to check it out. I haven't even seen the new website. Yet. Yeah, I just threw up a new front page. And by I threw up, I mean, I had my guy do it for a gazillion dollars because I'm on WordPress now. You know, I, I used to be guys listening. If you're just starting out with things, I really do appreciate and promote bootstrapping of things, especially if money is an issue. Like when I first started, I had zero dollars. And so like I made my own website. I did it on Squarespace. I, I really recommend you guys go with Squarespace. Like 
WordPress is like horrendous. But when I needed to level up and I was like, okay, I'm going to have this podcast. I wanted some more backend functionality. Um, I wanted some other things and I didn't realize that, you know, what the best way to do it was. And so I just went and found a guy that I trusted and, and paid him. And now I'm on, I'm on WordPress. Um, but for you guys listening, I do recommend doing as much as you can yourself. And then if you can't do it, you know, hold off, save up money and, and pay someone to do it. Cause at the end of the day, there's really no mistakes. It's like, you just learn whether you're like, I should not pay that much again, or <laughs> I really like this experience. Either way, you will learn. Agreed. Excellent advice. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Jamie. You're so welcome. Okay, so I'm converted at least at least a good amount. I'll give you that. <laughs> See? <laughs> She's so persuasive. She's good. She's really good. <laughs> and you know I really think... need Instagram help. <laughs> I know. So you know what I think we should do? We should do an Instagram um, follow thread in oh, the group. Oh, yes. Oh, great idea. Yeah, yeah. let's do that so, in the HQ. In yeah. the HQ, when this episode, uh, when you hear this episode and you've gone through, we're going to do a uh, follow so everybody can get some extra followers because we all know that, that the struggle is real. It's hard to get followers these days. Um, if you are not a member of the HQ, you can find us at fearlessbusinesspodcast.com and the HQ is on Facebook and you can just search Fearless Business Podcast to find us there. Yeah. And if you're a bot, please don't follow me. <laughs> no more bots. <laughs> Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit thetransitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.